Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. The headphone volume. I know. But this. We're trying to stay in the green, are we? No, we want to have a little bit of yellow. How this colorful is, that is. You like a little bit of yellow? yellow? Welcome back, everybody, to the Windowless Podcast. Oh, dude, you just go straight to it all the time, don't you? And the t Speaks Podcast. I'm actually changing my name at the end of the year. Are you really? Yeah, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. Well, T-Bone I'm excited to see It's going to be Merca. I'm excited to see what that's all about. What a day, man. What a week. What are we doing here, Sully? Mastermind hey, weekend. We uh, it is the second weekend of Mastermind weekend in Smithville, Tennessee, Center Hill Lake. We've had, a, we've had a good couple of days. We have. It was fun yesterday, I think, coming in and... Uh, obviously, the, it's kind of a unique time right now because you can walk through my old office and you can walk through my new office, which is kind of a unique experience that we're not used to, you know, being able to kind of have and whatnot. I thought that was fun. We're joined by Dr. Matt Corbin and Dr. Ben Height. What's up, guys? Matt Hello. Corbin, what city are you in exactly? The wonderful town of Franklin, North Carolina. And Ben, you're in Edwards. East St. Louis? <laughs> yes, East St. Louis. <laughs> no, you're in North <laughs> of St. Louis. Edwardsville, Illinois. So, all right, let's start with this. Matt, what did you expect Sully's office to look like? His the, original office. The original office. Uh, not not what it did. I mean, it yeah. was pretty surprising to me. You know, the practice we took over has some limitations on space and, and chairs and size, and, and I've used that as a, some excuses, you know, to keep from growing the practice. And so it was pretty Pretty neat to see what all they were doing in, in that office. I mean, it was pretty closed in, especially for a tall guy. Yeah, it's only eight-foot <laughs> ceilings. Uh, ben, what about you? What did you think about it? Um, you know, it was the second Well, you had been here. So, I had yeah. been here, yeah. So it was uh, – I had already kind of seen, you know, I actually got to see it um, – Functioning. Functioning, which was, you know, I guess with that many people – with that size of an office, it was, you know, controlled chaos, but it was, you know, they were definitely pulling the strings and yeah. running it pretty well. And then um, what did you think of the new office? It's spectacular. Yeah, oh, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. amazing. All right. I think it's going to be uh, hopefully similar to, I mean, not the same size, but a lot of the same concepts that I'm looking to do in my own. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, um, again, I'm going to keep pressing the purposely built based on the type of dentistry 
that they want to do, and they have four different types of operatories. And I think not enough people are building offices that way. They're doing, and there's nothing wrong with cookie cutter, but they're doing all one size ops or whatever it may be. Not, not based around the type of dentistry that you're wanting to do. And that's, I think, the part that bugs me a lot of times when we get on social media and people throw out floor plans or whatnot and look at stuff is, is really the office should be catered to what you want to do and how you run your show, you know, on some level. And so I think that's the, that's the big takeaway, I think, for me that I'm excited about for our offices. You know, it was designed for us. It wasn't designed for T-Bone. It wasn't designed for Mahana mm-hmm. Ben. And inevitably, yours should be different, right? And and different in good ways for the way that you practice. So let's step back a second. So um, give the listeners some feedback, I guess, just, just briefly, Matt and Ben, on um, who you are, your practice size, you know, if it's cool to share and kind of where you're at with your numbers and, you know, and the size of your practices. And then... And then we'll kind of jump into things because, because honestly, both of you have on some level very similar practices and you're both at a point where you, you feel like you, you know, you've reached the capacity of your current space and you're looking to, to build. I mean, I mean, Ben, you've, you've acquired space, correct? Oh yeah. And then, and then uh, Matt, you put an offer on space. On some land this week. Yeah. Right. So, so we're kind of at that side. So Matt, why don't you go first? Give us a little bit of background on you and what you're doing. Okay. Uh, 2015 grad, uh, dental school from Carolina. I uh, spent the next year with the Air Force in Omaha doing a residency um, and then another three-year tour in Alaska um, to fulfill that obligation. It was great training, enjoyed that experience, and then we moved back home. Uh, I grew up in Franklin and uh, moved back home and took over a practice from a, a legendary friend of mine, Dr. David Silverstein in Franklin. And um, They were doing, uh, as far as you asked about numbers, they were doing 650 when we took it over uh, last year, COVID year. We did 1.08 in production it was just right at right at one collections and um this year we're on pace for 1.3 hopefully 1.4 um so that's almost like doubling the practice in like four years uh yeah but that's but that's why you buy a six hundred thousand dollar practice because it is a doubleable practice right it's hard for a solo (laughs) person to buy a 1.2 million dollar and double that exactly or even do 600 grand more that's one of the things i always joke about because people look at practices to buy and they'll be They'll be like, yeah, there's this beautiful $1.2 million practice, whatever, and I can buy this thing. And I'm like, well, first off, can you even go in there and do the dentistry? Like, do you have the clinical right. skill set to handle the dentistry? Can you handle those numbers? And like, because if you can't, then you're behind the eight ball exactly. immediately. So that was, that was one of the nice things is that, you know, this practice was full of bread and butter dentistry, but also everything was being referred out. I mean, I gained a lot of good skill sets after school and was able to come in with IV sedation and, and – Chuck, that was stuff you learned in the Air Force. Yeah, shuck wisdom teeth and uh, more complex extractions. Endo. I just don't know how you shuck wisdom teeth. You just shuck them, man. I've, I've, That's I've, not how I've, you do them? I've learned how to extract wisdom teeth. No, I shuck you them. shuck them, man. I don't know much about shucking Must them. be a Western North Carolina word. You don't know about that. <laughs> you guys eat that vinegar barbecue and everything. It's disgusting. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we were able to bring in some procedures that weren't being done. I think that was part of the, the, the increase in, in, uh, in production that – over the last couple And then years. your current space is how big and how yeah. many operatories and how many team members? We have 1,600 square feet, um, four operatories. It's huge. And <laughs> it's huge, you said. And uh, seven team members, including, my, including myself. Perfect. Six team members plus you as the dentist. Correct. Ben, why don't you give us some demos on your stuff? Um, I bought my practice in 2017. Um, I had previously worked in Heartland Dental 
for eight years. T-Bone's a big mic guy. He yeah. gets really worried about the mics and the Is position of the mics. Yeah, that looks better. good. You're doing great. All right. Yeah, so I worked Heartland eight years. Um, found a practice much closer to my house. That was kind of the plan. Was I worked pretty far away. Um, and I just, I mean, I found a practice that was for sale and right next, you know, right where I wanted to be. So it was doing one, two when I bought it. And I think we did a million five my first year. So Wow. By yourself. By yourself. My, yeah. That's by insane. Me. I don't know how you do that, man, physically. A thousand square feet. Oh. So, so, was, so, so there's a part of me. It that was like. Can thing. you talk about where your office was um, like six months ago? Where, where, you had, where had your private office, where that was? Oh, it was in the waiting room. <laughs> <laughs> On a folding plastic table? On a table. folding white. Yeah, white. it was, it was uh, pretty spectacular, really. Yeah, that was the first time I had an office there, so it was, you know, pretty nice to have a place to escape. Now I'm in the basement, so. All right, so, so a couple of questions, okay? Selfishly, I want to know why you've done Mastermind, what you've thought about it, some of the, maybe one big takeaway uh, some of the realizations you've had. I want to get into that, okay? But not quite yet, okay? <clears throat> what I really want to ask is, why do you want more? Okay? Like, Ben, like some people, I, there's, there's a part of me that says, or that, I mean, I get it, okay? But there's a lot of people that are listening and be like, God, 1.5 million out of 1,000 square feet with essentially probably bound to be minimal overhead. Like why? Why do you want more print money? And, and same with Matt, like one point two. Well, you know, one point one million <clears throat> out of sixteen hundred square feet in essentially middle of nowhere, North Carolina. I mean, it's not. It's beautiful. It's it's not completely. It's not Charlotte North. It's not Charlotte Raleigh or Asheville. How about that? Okay, right. or Wilmington and Greensboro. That's the you know the four or five major markets in North Carolina. Uh, why? You know why? Why not have a great life with what you got? Why take on more? Headache, stress, debt, handcuffs, all of those things. Sure. Um, yeah, I mentioned this last night when we were talking outside. I said, I, you know, the practice isn't a great place. I'm happy with what I do. I love our team. We've got a cohesive team. I love our town. I love what we're doing. Um, for me, it's it's not wanting to, to work like I'm working now for the rest of my life. And, and so uh, some, a lot of the things that I've gleaned from, from this experience has been how to do that and how to do more of the dentistry that I want to do and, and We've been working on that. The schedule's been a barrier. Um, but uh, to be able to do more of the dentistry that I want to do, surgeries and implants and things, I feel like we're providing some comprehensive care in our town already, but to be able to do even more of that. Um, but do you need a new building to do that? No, we don't. Um, because I'm assuming your building doesn't have holes in the consult room with brown stains on the ceiling tiles. There aren't brown stains <laughs> in the ceiling tiles. Potential <laughs> leaks on patients while they're getting work done, correct? Sure. Yeah, I mean, we're busting at the seams, and we, we made a decision that we wanted to, you know, we've got uh, some close friends that are in dental school and maybe want to join us, and we feel like we can build a, a wonderful thing, just okay. like you guys have. And, and, and we don't want to just stop with the four operatories that we have. I think we can provide a great service to our town and continue to kind of expand that uh, footprint and provide some advanced and comprehensive care. And we've got some great people lined up to hopefully come join ben, us. why do you want to suddenly mess up, a, not mess up, but, you know, so suddenly make a, take, you know, Screw with what's a really good thing. Um, I think, I think when I started, it was just it was pedal to the metal and you know just going as fast as I could, and it was exhausting, you know. Um, and then I kind of stumbled across your podcast, and it was you know it was speaking like directly to me, like 
there could be possibly a better way to do this, you know. A different way. A different way. And that really fascinated me, you know, like when you say things like, you need to do less crowns. And I'm like, who is this guy? Like, what is he? Like, that means, like, like, you know, that's like what I do. Wait, wait. How about this morning or last night when I said, just take four surface resins out of out of your practice, man. They looked at you like you were swimming. Like, something. delete the code. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about st- when I said stuff like that last night? I was like, just delete the code. That way you can't do them. Yeah. Literally, you don't have the product on your shelf. Yeah, um, you were preaching to us. Yeah. yeah. No, but, I that was... That's, but why do you want a new building when you're doing so well in the building you're in? And you're probably hi- and you're highly profitable at it. Um, well, I mean, I'm honestly miserable inside the building. Okay. that's That's probably the biggest thing. It's just... There's no privacy. There's nowhere to talk to people. There's, you know, you could make as many excuses as you want. I mean, you could see with Sully's office, he he made it work very well with a very small space. But at some point, I would like to have someone come in there and help me out, take away some of the stuff so I can start doing and focusing on the dentistry I want to do. So for, to a certain degree, for sure, not for sure, but... Your space, Ben, is definitively probably more limiting for you to be able to bring somebody else into your practice as another provider I'm referring to uh, than Matt's situation. I mean, four yeah. operatories, 1,000 square feet. It's logical that that's, that's a limiting factor. Yeah. Okay. For right. sure. But I think it's okay, too, to have... Um, Aspirations? Yeah, that are... that can Selfish has a negative connotation, but like... The decisions that we made in our building and moving from our space was not about money, right? It was not about money. It wasn't necessarily about anything other than the fact that we wanted to have a space we were proud of and that we loved coming to work every day. Mm-hmm. And that's not what the space was that we were in. It's like, yeah, it was – We our rent is quadrupling now and um, there's more pressure. But, but I don't necessarily need to make more money if I can just – Walk in that building every day, and be like, man, I love being here. Exactly. And so, to me, yeah. I, th- I, I, I think it's okay for and that, that to be your, that no, to be enough, right? No, 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 experience I, I'm not for your questioning patients too. like why you should yeah. be doing it. I want other people to hear because there's a lot of people that would be like, dude, if I'm doing 1.4 million in a thousand square feet in four operatories, making good money, why in the world would I would I f with that? Yeah. Right. You know, and uh, so I want people to hear that. That it's it's okay to have aspirations. Yeah. It's okay to want more for yourself. It's okay to reward yourself. In a sense, that's what it is. Your your success is rewarding you. It's not like you believe to a certain degree that building Taj Mahal or building something bigger is what's going to bring you success. Instead, it's going to it's a reward of the success, and then it right. will beget more right. success. I, I think it's going to help facilitate more success yeah. for me. I mean, I think it's going to give me spaces inside the office that I can easily, you know, talk to people. Just give me things that I don't have currently. That you want. That I want. And and that patient experience that maybe we can't have. But 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 anyway, I I don't want to linger on this topic, okay? But the reason I wanted... People need to be able to answer the question of why. What do you want? Why do you want this? Absolutely. And, And for me, it's... I, I want to make sure it's a want and not a not a need, okay? I, I want to be clear. <laughs> you don't need privacy to sell big case dentistry. Did you not see Sully's office, right? Yeah. 
you know, you don't need privacy, right? So I, I want to dispel that myth that you need fancy, that you need new, that you need privacy to do the type of dentistry, quote unquote, that you see all over Facebook and InstaFamous and all of that stuff. I, I don't believe you need that stuff. Well, okay? that's th- that'll get into kind of on some level too. What where I my biggest concern or fear for the two of you are in that without making necessary changes in the scheduling now that you're just going, you're just buying a new space and having more operatories just delays the inevitable exact same cycle that you're currently in. And, and so like what I, like that's my biggest fear of my dad going into our new building, right? Is we're going from eight operatories where he literally is handcuffed by the amount of operatories to now we basically are adding you know, four extra doctor, doctor operatories that I can't contain him in, you know? And so that's the fear that I have. And that's the fear I have for y'all is like, you know, I'd love to see you when we look at the schedule. And I think it's a good conversation to have with the schedule, but cause like one of my questions is going to be, you know, what's, what's been the hurdle to blocking things and doing things in a way that allow you to do more of the dentistry you want to do than you're currently doing. Why are we waiting until the new space to do that? Well, let's, I, I want to, ba- if you don't mind, let's back up. Yeah, the thing. Let's, let's talk about the recognition of the disability. Okay. Before we talk about the solution or the reason, you know, my question is, is did you realize that the schedule is your number one challenge before? I, I, I think not, not before I met you guys and, and, and had sort of the, you diagnosing that and both of our were in similar positions. But, That's why we put but you no. together, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> we figured that. <laughs> figured that. Um, yeah, no, not, not before. Um, what did you think here. your problem was, Matt? I, I guess I didn't know. I mean, I felt like I had uh, some really good training after school and was looking for, hey, I, I need someone who, who I, your podcast resonated with me and, and Sully as well and need someone who, who could look at our practice and, and, and kind of help diagnose some of those things so really kind of just looking for some answers uh, we're again very happy where we were where we were but wondering what what else there was it's also counterintuitive yeah, yeah. ben what did you think your problem was the schedule yeah yeah you knew that I, I knew it i was trying to figure out a way i mean i heard the things and it's like all right well how do i make it happen you know that was it still it's still look. It's still a challenge for me. Yeah. It's still a challenge yeah. for him. Yeah, you know, it's still a challenge for everyone. And 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 but remember, the schedule is not in of itself a, a, the part of the problem. What else is part of the problem, Matt and Ben? Well, I think yeah, our our, our schedule and the busyness, I yeah. guess, and and uh, you know, not making making the time to look and diagnose things and and change how we're treatment planning and uh, and scheduling things, pri- priority scheduling. The yeah. unwillingness to slow down to speed up. Right. Yeah. Right. Of fear, maybe, of, I don't know, not producing or whatever that might be. But I think that's probably my. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, podcast family. T-Bone here to talk about the 3D Dentist Digital Implant Continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. 
They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, this is about mastering a skill that can transform your career just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com, check out our upcoming sessions, and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now let's get back to this week's episode. No, it's it, 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 look. I'm not. I'm not trying to put you guys in an odd situation here or anything. I, I'm just. I, I know that my guess is seventy percent of dentists don't realize that their schedule is really what holds them back. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and that along with the schedule is seventy to eighty percent of the dentists don't realize that not, they're not. Compl- they're not. I don't even like to use the word comprehensively, because I think a lot of people think of that as full mouth rehabs and. You know, fancy dentistry. I, I just don't think people are diagnosing their patients completely. Multi, not, multidisciplinary. Yeah, so not even not even multi, like the case we did this morning. That wasn't multidisciplinary. That was just good and good bread and butter dentistry, and that patient just needed a lot of general dentistry all over the mouth. And I just think we're just diagnosing every six months one tooth. You know, and and I think that I think that is part of the challenge. I think the busyness as a substitute for good business is the scheduling challenge there as well. But I want to, I want to turn it over to Sully and he had some good questions about uh, some of the, the execution points of it. So, so yeah, yeah. So yeah. So man, once obviously I did find the schedule, you know, as we've gone through this and talked and whatnot, I mean, y'all, y'all know that the opportunity cost, the dentistry you're doing is costing you time and happiness and whatnot. So on some level, my like point blank question to both of you is, is what's holding you back from making those changes to stop doing or doing at the the number that you're doing that's keeping you from going on and doing other things? Uh, I mean, I think the biggest thing for me uh, that I realized was was the way that I'm diagnosing and what I'm seeing and how I'm presenting that to patients and that I've got this, what I think maybe a lot of other dentists have is maybe not a fear per se, but just that I, I want, I feel like I, I need to present treatment that my patients want to say yes to. My dad calls it approval addiction. Approval I addiction. I think all of us Thank suffer you. from it. Like, dentists are like, like what, what, we want, to, what we want them to like want. us. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm, I'm not going into the room saying that, but, but right. subliminally, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what's happened. And, and that I'm, I'm not uh, presenting things uh, as comprehensively as I should and that, that we're, we're doing, um, you know, again, things that, Maybe I think that they would just want to hear. Ben? Um, I think I'm a pleaser. So I'm like just trying to, you know, like you guys would just say, well, I'm going to do that six months from now, where I would be like, you know, oh, got to get them in now. That's my dad. Figure out a my way dad's to, like, I'll just work through lunch next Tuesday. Yeah, to I'll work it. through, right. I'll come in early, I'll stay late. You know, I, I think that's a, 
Which is a, it's just not a bad look. There's a lot to be. That's a lot of great n- nobility in that, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I say that. We need more time. of that in, in <laughs> demonized life. <laughs> we need more people that want to do that. Yeah. No, but but see, but but to me, the 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 risk in all of that, the risk it, the risk in doing it once, is that it becomes normal. Which is what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, like you you one there was one day where you said I'll work through lunch. Or there was one day where you said, I'll stay late. Because, look, human beings, by and large, if we say our office hours are 8 to 5, they don't schedule us on their own after 5 o'clock. Somehow, somebody asked, and we said yes. Mm-hmm. And we set the precedence that that was acceptable. Yeah. And then, I, then, then and it's nothing, I, I encourage team members to ask me the questions. Okay, because I want them to think like that. I really want them to think like that. But then it's incumbent on me as the owner or the person who suffers to then say, hey, now is the time where that, that no longer... You know, basically, I always say once I... Like, when I'm in survival mode, whatever it takes, come in early, work through lunch, stay late, do single-tooth dentistry. It's a different mindset. Do whatever it takes to get past survival. But once I pass survival, my goal is to then start slowly cutting the cord, you know, cutting, cutting the extraneous stuff uh, and things along those lines. Did y'all ever, because I don't think we do this enough from a standpoint of going, when we have these decisions that we're going to start to do things differently, that we sit down with our team, you know, in this case, specifically the front desk, the people who are scheduling, because it's very counterintuitive what we're on some level asking them to do, right? Have y'all had those conversations where you sat down with your team and say, you know, specifically the front office and saying, hey, I want to you know, schedule things differently or I want to do those things, you know, because to me, like once you can have that accountability with them, it can be helpful. Sure. Yeah, we, we did. Um, and, uh, especially after the first weekend in Raleigh, I came back and we had those discussions, but I don't think I had them enough and maybe didn't even really glean, wanted to get some more information from, from you guys and mentors and peers here to, to have deeper conversations there. So I, we did, but I don't think, uh, uh, quite yet enough. It's never enough, frankly speaking, because, Human beings want to, you know, look, we, we selectively probably choose people that are pleasers. If you're a pleaser yourself, you're going to hire a bunch of pleasers around you, correct? Sure. If you're a little bit of a jerk yourself, you're probably going to hire <laughs> people that are a little bit of jerky around you, right? So when you hire, when you're a pleaser and you hire pleasers, it, it, it's going to, it's, people are going to fall back into habits. Whether they're good or bad is, you know, an individual discussion, but. And, and then just the busyness of the schedule just yeah. got in the way of, of, me making time intentionally yeah. to, to you meet being with our the staff. provide you being the employee provider in your practice got you know takes away from you being the owner operator right yeah I try to do it over practice. lunch I, yeah. I would never try to do it at the end of the day but try to do it over lunch and and sometimes uh, it just doesn't happen or there's not enough time or you know the patients get there early and front desk got to be back up front and check them in or maybe I don't get to meet with both of them they have to run an errand over lunch it just wasn't. Um, so we've we've started to block off some time intentionally, like we discussed this weekend. It felt like Matt that this morning there was a little bit of like a light bulb moment. Was yep. I wrong there? No, it yeah. It felt like I was like, I, was <laughs> like, I, I think th- I thought we, I felt a connection between. I did. Us. I mean, it. jokingly aside, I felt like something was clicking, and that's <laughs> like, why I was oh curious. I'm like, well, no, you guys were preaching to me. I said I felt like a sinner in church. I, was like, Man, I am convicted <laughs> here. Um, no, I felt like this morning was good for everybody. That everybody gleaned a lot of information because we're all in, in a lot of different places. But I felt I felt like you guys were talking directly to me, and no one else was in the room, and I was just <laughs> laser focused. And uh, yeah, it was awesome. 
But what? Be more specific with our listeners. They weren't here. What? What spoke to you? Um, well, mostly I'm, mostly because they're using your name a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Matt's doing it this way. Great, um, and that's all in fun. Just so sure, absolutely. Know. I like the constructive criticism and the challenging. I mean, I enjoy that stuff. I played sports all through high school. Well, and college. Matt, it's I get because it. we see the potential. Sure, and because, you keep like, asking for it. By the way, you know. Yeah. Well, sure. So. I want to ask. I try to ask a lot of questions, especially from people that, um you know, look up to and, and, uh, but specifically this morning, I, I felt like the diagnosis was a problem that, you know, I, I try to meet the patient where they are. Maybe that's, Oh, you got this old crown. Let's try to patch this thing and give you a few more years instead of like, let's replace this and make this right. And that way we don't have to like have this discussion in six months. And, and, you know, we're doing a lot of uh, advanced care, uh, a lot of comprehensive yeah, care. Your skill sets. I mean, you do IV sedation, wisdom teeth, you do a lot of stuff. Right. But we're not shucking. Shucking with right. teeth. It's like corn. Teeth. That's how they do it in Franklin, man. Yeah, that's right. I think it's a speed thing, maybe. It's, it's it is shucking. when you're slow at the keyboard, probably. Probably. Um, but yeah, I, I think just still more comprehensively looking more at the whole mouth, looking at more at quadrants, not just single tooth. I mean, we're doing some cool stuff, but on single teeth. So that really spoke to me. Um, yeah, the scheduling, priority scheduling, saying this is what I want to do and I don't want to do any more of this and, and we're going to put so many blocks for fillings and <laughs> T-Bone says take it off the, the uh, or, yeah, we use soft, curve, open dental, yeah. whatever you, curve. Yep. just take the code <clears> out. Just take it off and, and so that really spoke to me to just to, I, I've, I, we've met, we have done block scheduling and become yeah. more intentional there but, but not as intentional as that, not been not set limits on procedures. Well, Tebow, give a little perspective to that because obviously the listeners haven't been, weren't there in this, in the yeah. context. But to me, I think that what that discussion was about when you, when you're as, as, as when success is and busyness is, is stunting your growth, going to that type of scheduling can be the biggest game changer of all. Well, I think really it boils down to uh, number one, in a certain way, I talk out of both sides of my mouth. Okay. Because in one sense, I say we have to be like Starbucks and we have to have an expanded menu. Okay, I, I've said that. I use that analogy because Starbucks is no longer a coffee company. It's, you know, much more than coffee. Okay, and, and what I mean by that is we got to expand our skill sets. Okay, and then at the other way, I, gotta, I, I also say we got to cut some things out, right? Because at some point, you can't be everything to everybody. Okay, so really it's about, there's two ways of looking at it. Uh, one is, you got to look at it from a happiness perspective. Things you just literally don't want to do. Nobody says you have to do those things. And then also from a pure business perspective, you also look at it from things that are less profitable. Because there's very little that we do that's unprofitable. But there are a lot of things that we do that are less profitable. And, and, and so there's two ways of looking at that. And to me, the answer is just take it off the menu. For example, about eight years ago, we decide, I decided that our practice is no longer doing dentures and partials. Literally took it off the market. Took it out of, out of in our case, EagleSoft. And you literally cannot treatment plan a denture or a partial. Okay? And so if a patient needs it, what happens if a team member or myself tries to treatment plan it, you can't find it in the software to treatment <laughs> plan it. So therefore, you cannot do it. Correct. Yeah. And it's no different than going to Home Depot and saying, I would like a loaf of bread. Can you get a loaf of bread at Home Depot? Not the last time I checked. Yeah. No, you can't, right? So, so we are the owner of our store, of our business, of our practice. And we have earned that right as long as we're paying the bills, meeting our family obligations, 
you know, uh, uh, paying for the future, you know, our flexibility fund, as long as we're doing those things first, then we have earned the right to choose what products are on the shelf in our practice. Just like you can choose to send your crown to whatever lab or whatever block you want to use, correct? Correct. So mm-hmm. to me, it's, it's the same concept is, is we got to choose it. And, and, and then at the same time, you also get to limit how many of each product you sell. Okay. Uh, uh, because it's, it's our right. You can say, I'm literally going to sell 10 fillings a day, or I'm going to sell, sell 10 fillings a week, or I'm going to sell 10 fillings a month, or I'm going to sell five implants a month and no more than that, you know? We, we make that decision. So I want to piggyback off this and, and expound on it and take it one step further, sure. if you don't mind. Yeah. And that, to me, this is really what perpetuates the need for the associate. Because until you start to say no to things and level up, so to speak, with your own dentistry and move into these more kind of, uh, you know, advanced type procedures and, and allow your but, time to do that. But the challenge for them, not to interrupt, but to interrupt. But to interrupt. Yeah, is... They have those skill sets. That, that's my point. So, yeah. So, so my point is, is, is step one is it should prove the co- – like what y'all haven't done, which I want to see it happen before you both move, is that you prove the concept of the associate by blocking your schedule so that you become so booked out with the stuff that the associate can do that they can't – that, and then you're doing the stuff that only you can do that you have to hire – the other doctor, because there's so much dentistry to be done. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Because right now when you do everything and you just keep being booked out, there's this fear of, is there the amount of dentistry to do? I'm just cutting my practice in half, et cetera. But if you'll go beyond that and and start devoting more of your schedule to to the dentistry that only you can do and pushing out all the dentistry that other people can do, crowns, fillings, simple extractions, simple root canals, all that stuff. If that stuff starts to get bottlenecked back, that becomes so easy to replace. Like, think about it this way. Let's, it's the reverse of you buying. Like, the reason you were attracted to your practice outside the fact that it was in the area that you wanted to live was that you said it yourself. You said they were referring everything out. I literally mm-hmm. could walk in and do all of that dentistry. Mm-hmm. Recreate that. Refer everything you don't want to do out and then, then bring the person in who can come in and say, oh, my God, like this office is a gold mine. I could literally walk in and do fillings and crowns and root canals till my heart's content. I mean, their schedule should be filled week Immedi- one. Immediately. Immediately, right? right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, if, and if, you're not, if you're not creating unavailability in your schedule for those type of procedures, then, then it will never. Then, you are, then all of a sudden you're competing still. And so what, what, what I'd like to see happen between, between now and when you get the new doctors and when you make the moves is that you already start to do this. So there's literally this, this log of dentistry that new doctor can handle. Schedule's already full. Exactly. Or there's opportunity. There's not, there's not that ever that question, I've got to double my new patient flow or I've got to double the number of operatories or I've got to double, you know, it's not this like, oh, how am I going to pay myself and pay this person? All those those questions kind of go out out the window a little bit. Ben, what's your take on all, all of this? On the... Anything, just your take on anything. Well, I was just going to kind of expound on what yeah. he said about the, you know, just what's kind of held me back from implementing things. I think, you know, the first session we had, we went back and we talked and things were getting better. And then 
you know, we lost a, an assistant and, you know, kind of instead of like doubling down on what you guys have been telling us to do, we kind of lost focus on it and the schedule got worse instead of better when it would have been much easier for everybody in the practice, including myself, just to, you know, really say, let's just do the stuff we want to do and the you know, let's have just, more time. Let's it would just been, prioritize what we want to do. Yeah, if we'd have just prioritized what we wanted to do, it would have made the that transition to finding the the next assistant. That time period would have been better, and it, it kind of set me back instead of, you know, it really could have catapulted me forward. So I think that was kind of an and, interesting. And, and all I love word. that you guys have given these examples because they're so you know like it's, it's like Sully's dad Rick said yesterday. It's like dragnet, right? It's it's. The, the, you know, the people have changed to protect their identity. Each year, the mastermind is essentially the same people with, you know, but they're different human beings, right? Mm-hmm. The same, we've got the same Matt story, like I'm too busy, I've got this going on. We've got the same Ben story, right? I'm, I'm nice, I'm, you know, I, I allow myself to get in the way a little bit and, you know, I'm waiting for X, Y, Z to happen before we make some of these changes. And, and we, we have that year over year. And, and so they're common, they're common changes, you know, sorry, they're common challenges uh, that we face. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's so, look, when you're in situations like that, it's, it's natural to want to go back to what you know. Mm-hmm. Y- right. You've built an unbelievable career, an unbelievable practice, an unbelievable lifestyle based off the way you did it. Yeah, and, and that, there's a lot comes, to be commended. That comes you know, just ultra to successful. The, the initial question of, like, why are you here is, is that, like, we could keep doing what we're doing and, and, and be successful, Dennis, and, and help out the people in our community. But, like, what if we could make it better? And yeah. and, and what are some of the things that we well, can push ourselves to that? Yeah, because I don't want you to be bur- See, it's easy at your age. You know, when I was 28 and 30 years old, I could out-hustle right. these things, right? At 40, 45... <laughs> I saw you walking the loop today. You weren't out hustling anybody. No, at, at 45, I'm not out hustling anybody physically, and I'm mentally definitely not. I'm not out hustling people because I've, I'm I'm too successful. I've had 15 years of making the money that you're making now, right? I've paid off so many things in my life. Yeah. So so there's some level of contentment and lack of motivation from that, and and that allows burnout, discontent, you know, questioning your capabilities. That allows depression, anxiety. It's those things that, it's that that allows those things to creep in. And, and I don't want that for other people. Like it's, like it's happened to me multiple times in my 20 year career. Uh, I don't want that to happen to you guys. And that's why, you know, to, that's why I'm on a mission to help dentists develop a practice around what you want. Yeah. If you say I'm like, I've met associates who come to my <laughs> office for interviews and they say, I'm at my happiest when I'm working two, co- two columns at one time, please don't let me stand in your way. <laughs> <Okay>? <laughs> here's, here's another office you can go to. Right. And, and if that's the situation and then that's great. And, and, and I tell those people aren't right for our mastermind and that's okay. Right. But, uh, yeah, so tell me what you've enjoyed uh, about the Mastermind experience. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hello, podcast family. T-Bone here bringing you our newest live patient implant training, Full Arch Express. 
with dentists already placing implants and ready to level up and continue building their implant practice, this is the golden ticket. We're diving deep into full arch implants, the hottest game changer in implant dentistry. In this program, we tackle both overdentures and all annex fixed hybrids, mastering techniques that are essential for modern, comprehensive dental care. It's about getting your hands on the tools and techniques that will replace the doubt and fear with confidence and predictability. Here's the kicker. There's live patient training right here in North Carolina. You're not just learning theories. You're in the operatory doing real work on real patient from start to finish, guided one-on-one by our expert 3D mentors. You'll learn the nuances of each approach, ensuring you can cater to a wide range of patients to maximize revenue. Speaking of revenue, with me, you know it's not just about the clinical skills. We're bringing business into this aspect too, teaching you how to integrate these advanced services profitably into your practice. So are you ready to rise up to the top in implant dentistry? Join us at the Full Arch Express. This isn't just another course, it's a career-defining leap. Head to www.3d-dentist.com to enroll in our next session. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now, back to this week's episode. I mean, there's just the concepts that you guys have put forward and then, you know, trying to implement those. And then, I know, just having the ability to, like, give you guys a call and, you know, when we're having problems or struggles, we have... You like my online scheduling tool to make... Uh, yeah, I mean, convenient. it's so easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's very millennial of you. <laughs> I need to do that. Yeah, I mean, I, because otherwise, what would happen is you'd say, hey, when can we get together? And I'd be like, I don't, I don't freaking know. Yeah. You know, but anyway... How's now? Yeah, how's, how's now? <laughs> text me when you're ready. I, don't, I won't return that text because I know he wants to talk to me and I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I mean, just having, you know, that open line of communication with you guys and, you know, I got to go down and see Sully's practice and see how he does it, you know, his day-to-day thing and, you know, listening to how the other people are handling it. You know, we've got younger startup people all the way up to, you know, myself and, you know, just listening to different struggles and, you know, trying to figure out ways to help each other out and it's been, it's been a good experience for sure. Um, I've had some great mentors, you know, through dental school, Air Force, um, but having some colleagues that are in the same positions um, has been pretty powerful to be able to bounce ideas off of each other. And Ben and I are in similar positions. And we even said this weekend, like we're going to have to stay in constant communication with each other. And you guys didn't tell us to do that. We just, that that friendship formed relationship formed. And um, you know, other conversations that have come out after our coursework with, with everybody, my friend Darren has showed me a lot of the things that he's doing with, with um, his CAD CAM workflow, which has been really, um, really cool to see and things that I think we want to integrate into our practice uh, more so than, than what we're already doing. And so just those conversations after hours have been pretty awesome as well and, and, and helping us continue to grow, I mean, as clinicians and people. Has it been fun? Absolutely. Yeah, I loved it. I, lo- I wake surfed, is that what I call it, for the first time? You did great. Both of you wake surfed. Well, well, wait, let's be very clear about this, okay? <laughs> let's be clear. I don't know if the board was big enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> In Ben's absolute defense, he said when he saw Matt get up, he said, I got to go back out. And, and, I and loved it. This. And he did. And he conquered it. And I, he showed me the way how a big, a big tall guy could get up. So I was like, I see it now. I got it. <laughs> to me, that's the best part, though. The camaraderie. Uh, I of, thought we made memories today. Yeah, I did, you know? too. You know, I, I, it's just fun. I mean, it, 
sure, the concepts are great, and the concepts will be... And the concepts are nothing new, by the way. Right. I've stolen them from other people. Um, Sully has for sure stolen them from me. 100%. But there's something about having a healthy peer pressure, a healthy competition, a healthy camaraderie, a healthy, um, you know, people to bounce things off that where, like, I know, you know, wake surfing aside, it's a little motivating when you hear Matt makes a jump or does something or Darren does something or you hear, you know, someone who's, you know, someone like a Mechie who's, in his first year of his practice or whatever, and he's making these, he's already committed to doing this, or Ashley's got more planning appointments. I mean, to me, that, that stuff hey, is... You guys it. must not have liked hearing that. Today, then, <laughs> no, as, right. you know. no. no, but that's like that to me, because otherwise, without that, we live typically on our islands. Yeah. We live on our islands, and unfortunately for most places in the U.S. and wherever, America. Um, you, it, it's borderline competitive in most markets to where... You don't have that kind of camaraderie amongst the dentists in your area, you yeah. know. Even if you try, right? Yeah, yeah. So to me, and that's especially that's the cool part. That's especially challenging in small town USA. It is. You know, it, it's really hard to find. And I grew up in small town USA. It's hard to find other like-minded, motivated individuals. And quite frankly, and I'm making some guesses here. You guys are probably on the upper income bracket of of your areas, and a lot of people would be like, I wish I had your problems. Mm-hmm. And so they don't, they don't necessarily, uh, they don't comprehend. And, and they don't necessarily have life experiences to help you with those things. And, and you've probably seen this. I, I know for a fact, because Kyle tells me, uh, your friend Kyle tells mm-hmm. me this, that a lot of your dental school classmates are very content. You know? right. and, and they're not into CE and they're not into, they would be so happy doing, <laughs> making what you're making. Right. right? And, and same for you, you know, and, and that's really what uh, the type of community we're trying to create is for uh, people that want to that wanna be better. I don't even want to use the word great uh, because I don't think any of us will ever be great. Just level up. Yeah, just whatever, whatever that level means. Up. 10x. 10x. 100x. We're going to 100x there, all our practices. I just wanted to be better. Yeah. That's, that's yep. the, the biggest thing. Yeah. And to me, it, go, it, it, it starts with surrounding yourself with people uh, that are in the same same mindset. And, and you know, yourself. the best thing that could happen is you hang out with people and you realize you are already better, right? Like, to me, the best thing I can ever have happen is I can go somewhere and realize, you know what? Damn, I'm actually I'm doing, doing okay. it. I'm, I'm doing it pretty damn good, you know? <laughs> you know, but sure, I can tweak a few things, but, man, I, you know, just that reassurance that that we're doing it pretty well and 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 that's that's important and and and, and I, I want to leave with this on my end unless Sully has anything else mm-hmm. i want to commend both of you on your commitment to family life yeah. okay thanks one thing that's very lost uh uh and and on from me from Sully from a lot of other speakers and quote unquote experts and gurus is um what what's not often told is the toll that some of this um, real push that we have has come at the expense of my family life, you know? And, and uh, that's an area where, yeah, I do okay, but I don't do nearly as good as you guys do. And, um, and, and so, so always keep it all in perspective. Yeah. You know, keep it in perspective about what's important to you. You know, for, and for some of us, family life is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's great. So yeah. let's build our practices around what supports what's most important. 
Right. Some of us, you're trying to get away from your family or they're trying to get rid of you. You know, let's build your practice <laughs> that it needs you more so that we can make them happy or whatever it is. And so, so I want to, I want to, you know, I, I've called you Ben before and you've been at the kids, you know, sporting events and stuff. And, yeah. And, uh, and, 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 you know, I'm jealous of some of those things. And Matt, I'm jealous of, of your, you know, where you're at in your family life and, and your commitment to that. And, 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 and for me, your commitment to your community. You've talked so much about mm-hmm. how important your city is to you. Yeah. You know, and I've never really had a lot of people that I've met that have talked so much about that, how you want to bring something to your community, that, that Franklin, North Carolina should also have what New York City has in terms of the latest technology and dentistry right. and, and, and facilities that are representative of XYZ, regardless of whether you make X or Y or whatever it is. You've talked so consistently about that, about what you want to do for your community. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I want to help support that. I want to help you build a great career so that you can be more successful, so that you can give more exactly. to your community. That's what it's all about. So you can give more to your family. Yeah. And and I want to congratulate you guys on those things because those are super important things. Thank you. And and uh, yeah. So, anything else, Sully? I love it. Fantastic, gentlemen. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure yeah. uh, getting to know you all. And I love you guys. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank no, you both. No, nobody loves me back. I love you. I love, I love you, man. We love you too. We love you too, T Bone. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Work smarter, not harder. Hey, podcast family, T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode.